popcorn ready. I'm here, so I won't get fined. It's about the stupid, I gotta say, it's the stupidest thing in sports. No! What? Get your big butt out of here! What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fantasy Guides podcast, brought to you by ShopFantasyGuides.com. I'm former player and current Debbie analyst Jesse Preston, and I am joined here tonight by the owner, the founder, the operator of Fantasy Guides, Stephen Rippey. And Casey wasn't able to join us tonight. He had some work stuff come up. So, Stephen, just you and I running the skeleton crew here. How's that sound? That's good. It probably means the show will be twice as fast, maybe, which is probably good for the (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. On tonight's episode, we're going to do a, uh, what are we on now? Is this week nine? This week is. Week nine recap. Week nine. All right. Yeah. Week, which, week nine recap. <laughs> which, you know what I don't like is they, uh, since they added the extra game, there's not really a true halfway point of the season unless you want to cut like week, what would it be, week eight and half? So like mm-hmm. at halftime mm-hmm. of week eight, use the stats <laughs> prior to that and then halftime of week eight moving forward, but I don't, I haven't found a site that um, splits it that way. So kind of annoying, but whatever. Yeah. No real halfway point. So, but we're kind of there, kind of there, right? Yeah. A little, we're, we're around that area. So what we do is uh, kind of count this as week is the, is the halfway point. We got, we got nine games, nine. Everybody's played eight games at this point. There you go. There you go. So what we do tonight, we go through each game. We give you our takeaways Uh, during that time. We'll, we'll hit on some missing points, some interesting stats, uh, Andrew usually does some research on some waivers. Those may come up as well, kind of organically, but if not, we'll talk about those at the end. And then if we have time, we can get to some NFL trivia at the end of the episode. Um, Steven, I was, I almost was looking up before we got started. I was going to do like Tecmo, Super Tecmo Bowl. Uh, is it Tecmo Super Bowl or Super Tecmo Bowl? I think it's Tecmo Super Bowl. There's no okay. way to know though. No yeah. way. I don't know. I you say, I think I up. say it. I think I say it differently every single time, but Tecmo, I was going to do some. <laughs> it's Tecmo Super Bowl. Okay. Well, I was going to do that. I was going to see if there was some like trivia on that that we could do because I thought that would be funny. But then I realized, first of all, Casey would be really upset. And then uh, and then we decided to record a little earlier, so I didn't have time to, to look anything up. But no. I will I will tell you, my son and I, my 10-year-old son and I, we just finished our first season playing. Uh, I got him kind of this old school uh gamer box thing that has like a hundred different games on it. But one of them, I mean, the real reason I bought it was to play some Tecmo Bowl. And uh he was the QB Eagles. He was the Eagles. He had a pretty decent season. He ended up a wild card team. And then uh I was the Seahawks. I ended up winning the because back then they were in the NFC, right? Um uh no 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 the AFC or other way AFC other West. way around they yeah the they used to- Broncos division. Yeah, that's what I meant. Other way around. Uh, so I ended up winning that winning that one. And he lost his his playoff game and he was just devastated. It was pretty funny. Um, I was trying to explain like they don't actually block the defensive linemen once you get to the playoffs. You have to just literally roll out and scramble for your life every single play. Um, but it's, it was fun. Kinda, we're we're going to try and like, play another season. It's kind of like, did you ever, you know, in like youth sports or something, you would go play that team from a bigger school, like a bigger city. And you kind of had this feel like this, you know, people would say, Oh, you, you don't want to play them. You don't want to play. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it'd been for you on the Western slope. We didn't have very many big schools, but you know, you don't <laughs> want to play such and such heights because mm-hmm. uh, the guys are way bigger, way faster. I feel like that's how it felt when you'd go to play tech mobile in the playoffs. It was like, everyone's bigger. Everyone's faster. 
you're scared, uh, you're sweating. I'm guessing that's all the stuff he's going through right now. Yeah, he was, he goes, the first, the first thing he says, and I had actually kind of forgotten about this too, cause I haven't played it in so long. He goes, Oh my God, the music is all different. <laughs> it, this feels, this feels super it's, intense right it's, now. It's ominous. Yeah. And it's, it is kind of <laughs> ominous. And then he goes, my hands are sweating really bad, dad. And I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, man, I was flashing back to being 10 years old, playing the same, same damn game with my dad. And I'm pretty sure back then I made it to the Super Bowl and then my dad just crushed me. That's that's how yeah. that went. So he didn't quite make it this year, but he gets to uh, he gets to get an even better team next year. He's going to go with the Buffalo Bills. And then he's decided I have to be the Patriots because I won the Super Bowl with the Seahawks. Barely. It was tough sledding down the stretch. Seahawks are not good on that game. But uh, and just for our listeners, the Patriots uh, back then are about as good as the Patriots right now. <laughs> so this isn't like Tom Brady winning oh, no, Super Bowls no. for, for you yeah, youngins. This is a bad Patriots team. I can you even name can you name a player Andre from Tippett. that? Team? Andre Tippett. Oh yeah. Well, so I should have. I got one backer. good defense. One good defensive mm-hmm. guy. Right. Who's the I quarterback? Have, though? I want to say. I want to say Eason. Is it? I want to say. Oh, Mike Eason. Maybe no. I thought he was a Jets quarterback. I oh, I do maybe. think they had a running back like. Stevenson or like Stevens or um, Patriots. I want to see if I have this right. <laughs> what would it be like early nineties running back? 19. I think it's 91 is when the, uh, that game I say it was like Stevens or Stevenson or, I mean, there is Ramondre Stevenson. So I could be getting mixed up with that, but. Oh, see, you're trying to make it. You said then and now that would be really funny if there's a Stevenson and there's a Stevenson now too. Wait, hold on. Let's. Go. This is really good pod, but 1991 Patriots <laughs> roster. Let's see, New England Patriots roster. Let me just let's get to the bottom of this. Maybe you can talk about something else while I while I find it. Well, I can just I can give a little recap. I was watching the Jets and Chargers game that is going on right now. Uh, I believe it's almost to halftime. Oh no, sorry, ten minutes still in the second. Chargers are up fourteen nothing. And if you had taken the Chargers defense, it was a good defense to stream because it's just been sacks and fumbles and they've been forcing turnovers. So they've looked really good so far. So there, there's our recap of that game. And then Justin Herbert has a big funky finger on one hand. It looks really funny. Okay. Okay, Jesse. So first of all, I did recommend the Chargers defense. So you're welcome, everybody. I also recommended the Raiders defense, which was the before tonight, the, def- the third best defense of the week. So I just want to tip the cap to myself. But, uh, I was right, Jesse. I, I didn't have the first name, but it's John Stevens, uh, running Steven. back number. Okay. W- the, remember, he stood out to me because he wore number forty-four, um, oh, which for some okay. reason okay. I thought was cool at the time. But uh, and Andre Tippett, like I said, also on the roster. So all right, that's that's going to be my guy on defense. So yeah, but yeah. not not a lot lot to take away from the Chargers game. Um, Eckler is has looked good so far. It looks like he's going to have a big fantasy night. And then I did see. Uh, I did see uh, Garrett Wilson have a fumble, so that that hmm. hurts for him. But yeah, that's, well, that's it's all it's really early though. And it's Z- only and like Z- and then Zach Wilson fumbled on the next series. That's those were the two series I watched. Yeah, and the second is barely into the second quarter, so this thing just started. So anyway, all right, so we can jump in. We did. Uh, did we get to talk about the Thursday night game? I'm not I sure think, we did. Yeah, on the on the Friday podcast, right? Oh, we yeah. Okay, we already talked about that one. Yeah, Levis yeah. came back down to earth, earth a little bit. Okay, so let's move to the Germany game. Uh, Dolphins and Chiefs, we got very excited about this. This is going to be like offensive fireworks, a big giant over-under. 
and there wasn't really. It was a little no. bit, a little bit slow. Well, the if I remember correctly, I do know on the first series, Chiefs went right down the field and scored a touchdown, and I was excited because I have Rasheed Rice in two leagues, I think, at least one league, and was expecting the shootout, and then it just did not happen. And yeah, before right before halftime, Tyreek Hill fumbles. And did you see that play? It was a weird one. Uh, he gets the ball taken from him. Like he catches it, does like barely two steps in a football move. And then the, the defender like kind of grabs the ball from him, rips it from him, starts to get tackled and laterals it, which you don't mm. see a lot of laterals. Because mind you, there's only like 40 seconds left in the half. So I think the guy was just thinking, oh, like time's going to run out. Let's just try to get a touchdown. Laterals it. And then the other guy just houses it. And I don't know who the, I don't remember the guy's name because I don't know the, all the defensive players that well, but he was fast. <laughs> like he was cruising. He just straight lined it the whole way when it was 21 to nothing at halftime. And I think that, that was the huge shift in the game. Like, I think this game could have been a lot more fun to watch had Miami gone down and scored because then they received the ball at halftime and, and, and proceeded to make this a good game um, and actually had a chance at the very end to, to win it. And it was like the last play of the game it was fourth down and 10. And the most, <laughs> the most boring ending to a game, Jesse, they, they picked one of my favorite plays in Madden, like cover zero. They just blitzed the, the uh-huh. chiefs did. And I, I don't know who was in the slot, but it was wide open. Like, like he would have thrown probably a touchdown pass, but the snap was bad. It went over his head and it was a fumble. Like the worst way uh, to end <laughs> the last play of the game. Yeah. But, I, I didn't see that part. I only, I only saw a few plays from this game. I just know that Mahomes didn't have a huge game. Uh, no. Kelsey did not have a huge game. I did start Rasheed Rice in one league because you said that that was a good streaming <laughs> option. And and so that touchdown helped, but two catches that for 17 it. yards was nothing big. Even Tyreek no. Hill, who's been unstoppable, uh, eight for 62. I mean, he got some catches, but just nothing like what he's been putting up. So, yeah, he, they, they did a lot to limit him. Um, it was it was kind of boring other than than the first series and some of those big plays that had happened. But I don't know if you saw my post, Jesse, but I posted that basically if you take all the wide receiver stats for the Chiefs and combine them, it's not much different than Tyreek Hill's stats this year. Yeah, uh, I Chiefs, did see that one. <laughs> yeah, Chiefs 1,300 receiving yards. Tyreek Hill essentially 1,100 receiving yards. And Tyreek actually has one more touchdown than all the Chiefs wide receivers combined. So, uh, God, if only the Chiefs had a wide receiver like Tyreek Hill, you know? Yeah, no kidding. I'm gonna throw <laughs> in. A, I'm gonna throw in a random trivia question for you. Mm. Who was the NFL Europe team that played in Frankfurt? Remember back when they had NFL Europe and the they would use? Oh, close! It's the Galaxy. You don't remember the Frankfurt Galaxy? I do remember. Like there was the Galaxy. There was um. There was one with a dragon. I think that was from like uh, Spain. Like um, the uh, where would they have been in Spain? What team would that have been? <laughs> the Barcelona, know. the Barcelona, oh, or something. Yeah, actually, Barcelona Dragons makes a ton of sense. I think that sounds right. Yeah, I do remember that one. I, at the time, I thought it was a cool logo. If I saw it again today, probably would Barcelona think it was like, cool. Dragons, bro. You got it. The London Dang. Monarchs, the Berlin Thunder, the Amster- Amsterdam Admirals. I used to think it was fun. The, the the best one they had sweet helmets was the the Rhine fire or the rain or however you say it. But I don't know if you remember that. But they had this big like swirling fire thing on the side of their helmets. But I, I just remember, remember the Frank. 
I don't know why I remembered the Frankfurt Galaxy, but that popped into my head when uh, I saw that game was being played in Frankfurt and they were like, there hasn't been an NFL game here for a bazillion years. I was like, ah, but there was, there was a team that used to play there. And then that's when I tracked that down. Frankfurt Correct me Galaxy. if I'm wrong. There was a game. I don't know if it was Madden or I don't think it was one of the Tecmo ones, but wasn't there a game where you could play with those NFL Europe teams? I It might've been one of the Maddens, one of the early Maddens. I feel like and that's I feel not- like. I never played with them because they were crap. Like, right, like their right. best player was like a 66 overall, you know? And right. I was like, I ain't playing with any of these teams. Danny, Danny Werfel, you know? It's like, nobody yeah. wants to play with Danny Werfel in NFL Europe. No. All right. Well, uh, we're cruising right along here, Stephen. We've done one game. <laughs> we talked a lot about video games in yeah. NFL Europe. Uh, I thought we were going to be more on task is, is what the what you told the folks at home, but... That's okay. Here we go. I'll get us back on track. You ready? Okay. Vikings at the Falcons. Talk to me about Joshua Dobbs because I think that he has to be the story <laughs> of the Vikings winning 31 to 28. Dude, he so he, he didn't have any intentions of playing in this game. Like he had just got <laughs> traded earlier in the week and it's like, all right, I'll get there. I'm going to start to learn the offense. Heck, learn the people's names that he's playing with. And bar- like barely into the game. Was it the first series? Yeah, I think it was yeah. like the first or second yep. series that Hall got injured um, and Dobbs was forced to go in. And he, I watched a lot of this game and he looked great and he was making <laughs> plays where the play was busted. It kind of he had some plays that reminded me of Eli Manning in that Super Bowl where he like broke all the tackles and threw that pass to t- David Tyree. Dobbs looked great. It's such a awesome story. He's the QB 10 on the season, which is insane. I think he finishes the QB three this week. Um I just hope he keeps winning and I hope he keeps the starting job there or I hope they give it to him, I should say. And this guy should be the highest paid backup in the NFL is my opinion on him. Uh, Very, very happy for the guy. So I got this from The Athletic. Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell said he had to map out plays for new quarterback Josh Dobbs mid-huddle, describing the primary reads and which routes receivers were running on each side of the field. O'Connell said Dobbs' ability to handle it all was one of the most impressive things that he's seen in his entire career. Well, I would agree with that. And if you watched, Jesse, you've watched that show, Quarterback, on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Um, Do you remember Kirk Cousins? Who Kirk Cousins has one of the highest, I want to say, Wonderlick scores, maybe, or the mm-hmm. S2, whatever, cognitive scores. I think mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. very high in both. Uh, when he had to learn this offense last year on, like, I think it was episode two, maybe or no, it might have been episode one. They talk about when he had to play the Eagles. And he said that was the first game where I was like, man, this offense is hard. Like, mm-hmm. he was like, I, I realize I'm not ready for this offense. So it took him, like, a couple weeks to figure out that offense. So to your point, like, the fact that Joshua Dobbs was able to figure this out like on the fly is pretty incredible. Yeah, he was awesome. 20 for 30, 158, two touchdown passes, ran for another 66 and another mm-hmm. score. Yeah. It's a really cool story. He's a really cool guy if you read about him at all. He Oh yeah. You know, he has alopecia, which is this like he can't grow, he doesn't grow any hair on his entire mm-hmm. body, so he has this interesting disease. And then he's he's essentially was like a rocket scientist at Tennessee. He was Yeah. Uh, like literally like he, he almost went up into space. I believe he's like close to being an astronaut. So he was, I, mean, I guess yep. it makes, I guess it makes sense that he could be really smart and, and get all this done in a short period of time. But yeah, really cool story. Um, TJ Hawkinson still had a decent game. I guess Johnu Smith for the Falcons was the other <laughs> guy that really blew up. Did you see that one coming? 
Yeah. So a couple things. Let's just back to Minnesota. Yeah, Hawkinson. I was I was relieved to see he had a good game because I did recommend a, pe- a few people starting him, and I I did rank him over Kincaid, which that was a tough one for me this week. He didn't do as well as Kincaid, but he he came close, so I was a little bit relieved there. Uh, Addison still did okay, ten points, but you we all had lower expectations for him in this one. Um, kind of a sad story. You see, Cam Akers tore his Achilles tendon, I think, in the same yeah same one. one. So that career's his career is probably over, unfortunately. Um, but then on the Atlanta side of the ball, it's just Bijan Robinson. He, this is he's a huge bust this season. He, this was like his lowest usage of the season. I'm not counting that game where he was sick. Um, it's just disheartening. Johnny Smith again, five receptions, 100 yards, and a touchdown. Now I will say, you can see on there he had a long of 60 yards. Mm. When I watched this play happen. I didn't realize it, it was him. You should look this play up. He looks like a wide receiver. I could not believe mm-hmm. how fast he looked. Nobody could catch him. Uh, it's what we all thought we'd be seeing from Kyle Pitts. <laughs> you know, like him in a mismatch with a linebacker, or a safety, and then just outrunning him. No, it was Johnny Smith instead. But um, I don't care that the Falcons, I guess before this game, weren't they leading the division prior to this? They got to fire Arthur Smith. I, you just can't tell me, like, he's getting the best out of his football team by not playing these guys. Like I saw yeah. last week, Jesse, he designed a play where John U. Smith took the snap and was throwing it to the third string tight end. Pruitt. Yeah. Yeah. With, and uh, I, with Kyle Pitts lead blocking. <laughs> like what is happening? You know, like know. this is you're you, if you're not going to use these uh, draft picks, these high draft picks, like why are you, I don't, I just don't understand it. It's just, they got to get rid of him. Um, and I don't really have good news for Bijan Robinson. Like, I think the talent is good enough for him to like, I'm not trading him away because I don't think you'll get very much for him, but um, I don't think he's going to live up to what we want him to, unless maybe Arthur Smith gets fired some point during the season and they use him a lot. But I mean, it's hard to bank on that. Yeah. I think it's also a case for use high picks to get a quarterback because, you know, they used high picks on a tight end and on a running back. Mm-hmm. And and the offense just isn't getting it done because I think their quarterbacks mm-hmm. are kind of terrible. You know, nothing against Taylor yeah. Heineke, but you know, Mariota and Ritter have just not gotten it done. So I think that's a huge part of it. All right, and it just Next doesn't work we- out much with the quarterback from the third round doing anything. You know, and that's right. what they're. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what they've been banking on. So yeah, I agree. All right, next one here. This is kind of what we thought the Cardinals scores would look like. This is uh, Browns, <laughs> yes. Browns 27, Cardinals 0. That was a good good day to have the Browns defense with a shutout there. Um, probably not a whole lot to offer as far as the Cardinals. Clayton Toon, yeah, 58 yards and two interceptions. That doesn't look like NFL quarterback numbers right there. No, that's not really NFL quarterback, period. Um, I think... They did say now, it does sound like, I don't know if you saw, but um, Kyler Murray will start next week if everything goes mm-hmm. well in practice. Um, I think he probably could have started this week. And then they went, oh, oh, we're playing Cleveland, Miles Garrett. No, no, you're you're not playing this week. We'll wait one more. <laughs> we don't want that ACL getting like re-aggravated. So yeah, they played Clayton Toon. Uh, it's not very often you see a quarterback play an entire game and throw for 58 passing yards like that. Yep. That looks like what you'd see in the first quarter of a game. Um, so, yeah, uh, we need Kyler Murray to start ASAP. Marquise Brown, only four receptions, 24 yards. Trey McBride, a lot of people had him ranked high, and I 
I did not. I did not understand it. Um, Cleveland's been, they're the number one defense against tight ends. And, and, and we had Clayton Toon playing quarterback. So McBride only had three receptions, 22 yards. Like I said, we need Kyler Murray back instantly. And yeah, he's probably going to be rusty, but he's going to be a massive upgrade to these weapons. So good news for, for these guys moving forward. Excuse me. And then on the Cleveland side of the ball, Watson, uh, probably his second best game of the season. He looked really good. I saw a, a decent amount of this game. Um, had some big throws to Amari Cooper. We had worried a little bit about his arm strength, Jesse, and like where that would be. And it looked good. Um, Amari Cooper, five receptions, 139 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the running backs still don't look that good on this team. Uh, but because the defense is so good and because the matchup was good this week, they, they came through with okay games. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think this offense, once Deshaun Watson gets fully healthy, I think we'll see a little bit more out of the receiving game moving forward, like we saw with Amari yesterday. All right, next game here, we got the Packers won 20-3 to against the Rams. Uh, this was Brett Rippon, who we know from backing up uh, several guys here in Denver, getting the start, and it just didn't really look good. Um, Daryl Henderson Jr., I, I started him. I was like, I don't know, I think he'll get a lot of action. 10 carries for 19 yards. Ouch. That's a 1.9 mm. yards per carry average. Um, I saw his long run of six and was like, come on, just keep pumping it to Daryl Henderson. That I think that was on like the first drive. And then that was his long of the entire game was six yards. So not good there. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of affected those wide receivers. You had talked about that on the flex and that, that, that made this a, a sad loss for the Rams. Yeah, in hindsight, I had Cooper Cup ranked too high. I was really low in my ranking of Puka Nakua. I had him ranked like wide receiver 30, and people were like, why so low on him? And I was I was a little bit worried because he also had the knee injury. But apparently mm-hmm. I should have been that low on Cup as well, because both of them yeah. horrible games. Uh this the, the again, not a starting quarterback in the NFL really. 130 yards at least better than the 58 we saw from Clayton Toon. But yeah, this was the week. I had said on, uh, I think the live Jesse with Faraz, um, that I thought this would probably be one of the lowest scoring fantasy weeks we'd see in a long time because of the quarterback play that we had this week. And this was a game I told you would not be on the quad box. I did not see any of this game. <laughs> I literally <laughs> did not watch any of it. I I've heard about it since then. I, I, I guess I I'll take that back. I saw the one Luke Musgrave touchdown that looked pretty good. Um, but just looking at the numbers, Jordan Love, probably his one of his better games of the season. It's just at least from an efficiency standpoint, he looked better. Um, Aaron Jones looked better. He he got 20 carries, which is awesome. We Let's hope that continues moving forward. But the wide receiver is still a mess here. Christian Watson, complete bust this year for fantasy purposes. So uh, sorry, Andrew, it's not happening. <laughs> he might get a couple of big plays here and there, but I don't think we're going to see much of a second half of the season from him. Uh, unless they can get some kind of consistency going. But yeah, these were just two bad teams. Just one of them was worse. One of them didn't have their starting quarterback. Speaking of two bad teams running into each other, Commanders 20, Patriots 17. Um, still ugly, and even though the Patriots were in Foxborough, Sam Howell threw for a bunch of yards, 325 yards. He only had one touchdown, but... Um, that's a few weeks now of, of throwing for over 300 yards. So he's not looking too bad. And then I remember from the flex, you said Brian Robinson Jr. was was worth starting. And I started him and that helped me win in one of my leagues. Yeah, I was happy about that because he hasn't been that good lately. I wanted him to do something in this one. And I see that 
I, I, when they had it, I think I, I saw that one live when they're in the red zone, I see him get the long run. And I was like, yes. Um, excuse, <clears throat> excuse me, Jesse. Um, yeah, no, he looked good in this one. Sam Howell, he's looking really good. Like, I don't know. I, I keep waiting for him to like look really bad. Now he, he still takes too long to pass. He's not making his decisions quick enough. He's holding onto the ball too long, which is, he's a big part of the reason he's getting sacked so much. So, I'd love to see that speed up a little bit, his decision-making, but I'm pretty impressed with what I've seen out of him every week. He seems to, even against good teams like Philadelphia, he's shown up. Um, So excited about him. I think he's the QB seven on the season. So we had talked about him all off season, Jesse being uh, kind of a sleeper. Uh, We, we used what this year's Daniel Jones was, I think the way we were phrasing him. Now we thought he'd have more in the rushing, but it's actually the passing. Um, He's actually leads the, I believe, leads the NFL in dropbacks this year. Um, so he's passing a ton at 45 attempts in this one. So he looked good. The receivers, they look pretty good in this one. Dotson back to back weeks with a top 10 performance. So I'm, I like what I've seen out of him and Terry. Um, I do have to, did you see what I just pasted into the, into our little chat there, Jesse? No, I got to drag over this box to see that. Yeah. Well, and we also, click- can we, can we, we need to address that there's an elephant here in the room though. You've, you've named yourself daddy Mac in the, yeah. in the well, because that all about? well, because you guys always log in as me. Cause I have the login info. <laughs> so it just Steven, Steven twice. And I never know which one I am. So I wanted to be something different. So yeah, daddy Mac, you guys call me that sometimes, you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's never been ushered on that. I just want to make sure everybody knows that. Patriots Mac Jones benefit from inexplicable so, roughing the path passer penalty on commanders KJ Henry. I want you to watch this because if Casey, okay. if Tom Brady was still playing football, Casey would have lost his shit over this. They that was a roughing the passer penalty. Mm-hmm. He got sacked. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Is it because Mac Jones like tucked his head down? Like, I think they thought he threw it. I, I don't know. I haven't actually, I, I had heard about this. I haven't actually read up to see what the referees thought they saw in this one, but probably other than that one game, remember that playoff game when the, when the Rams like guy like decleated the receiver before the ball even got there and they didn't call pass interference. Well, that was a no call. This might be the worst call I've seen in quite some time. Here's uh, Fox's rules analyst, Dean Blandino, the former director of NFL officiating, kind of explained why he thought the call might have been made. This is what the officials are being directed to call, Blandino said on the broadcast. They want the defender to get off to the side. But like you guys were saying, this is just a tackle. This is just momentum. There's nothing punishing. There's no second act. I don't like it as a foul, but this is what the league is directing the officials to call. Holy cow. I hope not because, yeah, that's just literally... I was calling you know, we, the, I was calling the official and the call was roughing the passer due to full body weight. I no good lord. I don't know. Yeah. I think I think this is what I'd like to see in the NFL. I would like to see you know how you can challenge like a penalty? Mm-hmm. Or sorry, not a penalty, um, like a touchdown or a catch or something. I think you should also get one per game challenge of a penalty. Like, like this is the perfect scenario for a penalty challenge. And since it's a, it's a penalty is subjective. You have like, I don't know, you have like three people and they, they vote on whether or not it's a penalty or not. You know, it's like, you're trying to reverse it because 
I mean, that, that that actually cost them the game. Or no, no, sorry, the Commanders did win. It almost cost them the game. But um, yeah. you could see this costing costing teams games. Yeah, I digress. I don't like that. All right, anyway, next game. To, well, we didn't even talk about the Patriots. No, I don't want to talk about the Patriots. Are you kidding me? There cannot <laughs> be anything interesting to say fantasy-wise about the Patriots. I challenge you. Ready, go. Well, Ramondre Stevenson, who may be that other Stevenson from – number 44 from the 91 team this kid <laughs> for all we know uh i did see he had one really long run uh it must have been the biggest hole be- because we know that Ramondre stevenson ran a 4-6-3-40 so that hole has to be insanely big for him to go untouched for a touchdown um but other than that uh he didn't do that that much other than that one long run this offense it was just it's kind of hard to watch this is not a fun one to watch um yeah, he was really the only bright spot. I did recommend Mac Jones as kind of like a Hail Mary play. He had one touchdown, but other than that, wasn't that impressive. So that's all well, I really have to say. I did, I did say. Here's sorry, what I'll I say did, about the. Here's. Okay, sorry. What's up? No, I was just going to say, I did see Juju Smith Schuster drop a pass late in the game, and I forgot he existed until that moment. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I think he's number seven, if I'm not mistaken. And I was like, okay. who's number seven? And then, yeah. Well, I went ahead and watched the Ramondre Stevenson highlight just now, and he if it was if it was a sixty-eight yard run, he would have got hawked from behind. Uh, yeah, but at sixty-four, he made it because yeah, there was a there was a DB definitely running him down, but <laughs> but he made it in just just the right amount. All right, yeah. Now can I move on to the next game, Steve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a very okay. exciting one. Let's talk about the Bears. Oh God, Bears and the Saints. Um, I got to see a bit of this one. I had this one playing in the background. I was doing some work in the garage and, uh, Bagent, 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 uh, three picks. I think he had a fumble as well. Just again, it's tough to come from D2 and be expected to be an NFL starter in your, your first season. I, I think for anyone, um, yeah. Derek Carr, Derek Carr looked decent. And then it, it was just the Taysom Hill show again. It seemed like. Yeah. Uh, I th- is it Tyson? Uh, is it? I don't remember now how they were saying it. I don't know. I've how messed it up. Last. I think it's ba- uh, Bagent. 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 Well, Bagent. the first couple of series, he was pissing me off because I told everybody to sit Cole Komet. And because the Saints are always good against the tight end. And Tyson Bagent, Bagent looked unstoppable for like three series. He could not. <laughs> he looked amazing. And it was ticking me off he had this play where he just chucked it up and Cole Komet mosses a guy in the end zone for like a, a, a very impressive touchdown and as you know with any tight end they score a touchdown if you recommended them as a sit it's over so like my <laughs> sit, my sit recommendation was over within the first 45 seconds of this game or whatever and then the second series they get down there and I go I'm like, don't you dare look at Cole Komet. Don't you dare. Sure enough, other corner of the end zone, touchdown pass to Cole Komet. And I, and I was just like, the last time I recommended Cole Komet in a tough matchup, he he made me look stupid, and now he's done it twice in a row. So I'm not not a Komet fan, I have to say, Jesse. He, <laughs> That's awesome. He's, he's, out, he's out to get me. But he looked good for like two or three series, ruined my prediction of Cole Komet, and then he just couldn't do much. The Saints did kind of bottle him up after that. Um, and then on the Saints side of the ball, Derek Carr did look good. He could have had a better game, but kind of like Kamara, uh, Taysom Hill's just a, he's a vulture. 
He'll vulture the quarterback. He'll vulture the <laughs> running back. He doesn't. He doesn't discriminate. You know, he will eat whatever carcass he can get his hands on. And yeah, he he had a great game, and he actually even had tight end stats in this one: four receptions, thirteen yards, and a touchdown. Um, yardage wasn't that impressive, but when you did he throw one in this one? Yeah, throw a touchdown, rush for fifty-two yards, and catch a touchdown pass. You're going to have a really good game as a tight end, and I say that with air quotes. <laughs> I love him. He's my favorite player. Oh, but I did want to say, Jesse, uh, Olave looked better in this one. Still had a bad drop that I saw. The guy still can't get out through a game without a bad drop. But Michael Thomas, he finally did not fall between eight and ten fantasy points. He had zero points in this game. Mm. So ouch. ouch. Yeah. All right. Next one here: the Seahawks three, Baltimore Ravens thirty-seven. They were just kind of in control this entire game. Uh, I did get to see some of this one. Tyler Huntley even got into the game, and I think he threw a touchdown to OBJ on his birthday. Everybody got really excited about that. Uh, I think the story here is our boy from East Carolina uh, that we talked about in the offseason, little guy, Keaton Mitchell, running all over the place, scoring a 60-yarder, 138 yards and a touchdown. Is this is this real or fake news? What should we be thinking about Keaton Mitchell? I think it's – I still think Gus Edwards – is a good running back. I think they're going to continue to use him. He only had five carries in this one, in this one. Um, but I don't think they're going to get away from him. So yes, I think Keaton Mitchell should be added off the waiver wire, but I wouldn't get overly excited. I still think it's going to be hard to project which of these running backs is going to do something. I mean, justice Hill had the most carries in this one, you know? Right. So I don't know. This is a tough one. I do want to, I just texted you a screenshot, Jesse of a, text between me and my mom okay that that i think you'll like this was i was debating faraz on the live i had kenneth walker okay. ranked like rb18 and i had said to him he goes why do you got him so ranked so low and i said i just i'm worried he'll be game scripted out i'm worried this will be a blowout similar to what we saw with the detroit lions a few weeks earlier um and i don't think he'll get that that much volume and uh, if you want to read what my mom had to say Good show. I want to know how the Kubre Walker match turns out. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I think she meant to say Kenneth Walker. So Kubre oh, Walker. Okay. And then she goes, uh, I want to know how the match turns out. Uh, <laughs> I love uh, how she called it a match. But uh, but no, I, I, I thought this could happen. It was a full on blowout. This was uh, the Seahawks couldn't do anything. I mean, it was bad. Actually, Jackson Smith and Jigbo was the best wide receiver out of the group six receptions for 63 yards dk metcalf one catch it was a good one for 50 yards but just one catch tyler lockett just three for 32 um i mean look at the rushing yards 16 for walker eight for charbonnet like Mm -hmm. this was a there there was no offense on the field for for seattle and i I think they actually got more opportunities because lamar i want to say he fumbled twice i know he fumbled at least once um, so that gave them a couple of opportunities, but yeah, it was terrible. It was all Ravens, Gus Edwards, five carries, two touchdowns. <laughs> that guy, yeah. if he gets close, he's the guy around the goal line. So they are going to trust him. Um, really the only trustable player player in this was Mark Andrews, nine receptions, 80 yards. So he continues to get it done, but yeah, Baltimore, I, I don't know if you've seen the stat they had talked about before the game, Baltimore or Lamar Jackson, uh, it's something like 30 and one versus NFC teams. 
something like that. Probably even wow. more than that, actually. I don't know the exact record, but um, and Seattle coming from Seattle all the way to Maryland, I knew that was going to be a rough one. I also that defensive coordinator for the Ravens is definitely going to be a head coach next year, if you ask me. Yeah, um, there there were people in the NCAA looking into him last year, but I I think the way that he's got them rolling right now is that there's going to be, he's going to be a NFL head coach next year. I think, I think it's McDonald is his name. He's, okay. he's really good. He seems super bright. Well, right. they've got it's, a bunch of on that defense. They got a bunch of like former players like um, Kyle Van Noy from uh, new England. They got Jadavian Clowney from half the NFL and like Rokon Smith. <laughs> like they're using some of these guys that like have busted in other places and they're doing pretty well, you know, here. So, that's impressive to see. Um, so yeah, no, they Baltimore looks good when they're when they're playing well. It's I, I think they can beat any team in the league. Um, w- oh, one last thing, Jesse. You know, we all the worries remember that we had about Kenneth Walker when Zach Charbonnet was drafted, mm-hmm. and then early in the season, everyone had kind of said, "Oh, you know, one of the biggest values is going to be Kenneth Walker because he is getting all the work, and Zach Charbonnet is not." Hasn't been the case lately. Charbonnet's yeah. outsnapped him two weeks in a row, and I do feel like it's turning into that committee, probably rightfully so, uh, that we all are worried about. So Kenneth Walker probably missed a sell-high opportunity a couple weeks ago. All right, next game here. This was the one to watch, and this this wasn't on for me. So I just I saw highlights of it afterwards. The Houston Texans 39, the Bucks 37, and C.J. Stroud had himself a day. Hmm. So from this game, let me make sure I get this right. Um, from this game, the let me go to. I want to get this right. Okay. So he was the QB one on the week. Dalton Schultz was the tight end one on the week, and then the wide receiver one was Tank Dell. The <laughs> wide receiver three was Noah Brown. And the wide receiver 12 was Nico Collins. So oh I, I, I don't know how to look this up. This is where I need AI to like work with football stats. Cause I want to know if that's ever happened before to have three right. wide receivers finish top 12, the tight end finish as the tight end one and the quarterback finishes the QB one. But like, there's no way that's ever happened before. 470 yards passing and five touchdowns for a rookie. And he's got the Houston Texans at four and four. I yeah. traded tank Dell. And if I wouldn't have traded take Dell, I would have won my oh, game this week. You did do that, that was, trade. You right. Did do that right trade. before, right before the game happened, I trade tank uh, Dell. Now I think I got decent value because I have a, a future draft pick and, and then I have, you know, Heineke and a super flex to kind of finish okay. out the year. Cause I, I'm, I'm Ouch. on the top teams in the league, so I, I'm trying to win now, but yeah, that was, uh, that was brutal. Cause That's I would have won, I would have won this week if I kept him. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> oh man, that sucks. Um, but yeah, the 470 yards by CJ Stroud was, um, was the most by a rookie quarterback. It broke Andrew Luck's record. Uh, so very impressive. He he's looking like, I mean, fantasy wise, I still think Anthony Richardson could, could give him a run for his money, but right now, Stroud looking, he's the QB five on the season. I want to say, um, wow. let me just make sure he's the QB. No, he's a QB seven on the season, but that's only because he's already had his bye week in points per game. He's the QB four. So he's actually averaging more points per game than Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Insane. That's insane. 
And he's not even rushing. Like he's doing this purely as a passer and he's only thrown one interception, which is also very impressive. Yeah. Uh, but okay. S2 so back to that. S2 cognitive's taken a hit. It's over. That, it's it's over. over for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but other side of the ball, um, Baker Mayfield, one of his better games as well. He's looked good. Rashad White, his third straight game of over 16 fantasy points. Um, he was the RB1 on the week. And uh, he's averaging 20.5 points per game over his last three weeks. He was a guy that I was pounding the table fifth round. Uh, he was like my zero RB running back, like take Rashad White every week. Um, and it wasn't looking good to start the year. He only had like one good game in the first, I don't know, six games or so. Uh, but he's looked really good recently. So I'm pretty happy with how that's turning out. It's not like he's lighting the world on fire, rushing for a bunch of yards, but he's just involved enough involved enough in the receiving game. And then this week he got the short yardage work for the touchdown. So that really helped. Um, and then Mike Evans continues to have a really good season. He on the year is the, what is he right now? Um, he's the wide receiver 13 and he's already had his bye week as well. And I was looking at this earlier this morning, you know, one of the knocks for his entire career is his consistency. He's not been a consistent week to week wide receiver. Um, this season he, what does he have? Uh, just one, no, just two games below 12 fantasy points. So, uh, very impressed with how he's how he's been this year. All right, next game here we got the Colts winning twenty seven to thirteen over the Panthers. Not a ton to take away from this box score. I didn't get to watch any of this game. Bryce Young did not have a good game. He threw a pick six, three interceptions. Um, kind of tough when your counterpart is going for four seventy and five touchdowns in the same week. I don't think they're working. It's not apples to oranges with the. Uh, the skill positions around him, but yeah, that's a tough one. Even our boy, Adam Thielen, who's been relatively recession proof, uh, fell back down to earth, five catches, 29 yards, 5.8 per carry. Yeah. But here's my question. Did any of us think that the Texans had good wide receivers start in the year? Are we even certain that these are good wide receivers? Like, like who did I just mention? Noah Brown? Um, well, I didn't even know he was a player in the NFL, but I will say, <laughs> <laughs> I will, I, I will say I was, I was all in on, uh, my boy that I own in every single league, Nico Collins. Um, yeah, I did like Nico. That has actually, that has actually paid off, but, but yeah, no, I mean, I think, I guess you're right. He, he is elevating those players, but, um, just doesn't seem like the Panthers have a lot to work with, but maybe no. I'd be saying the same thing if the, the Texans were, had one win. So. No, this is not an endorsement for the wide receivers uh, of Carolina. I'm just saying, I think both of them are working with similar decks, if you will. Yeah. You know, like I, I just think, and when I watch CJ Stroud, he has looked a lot better than Bryce Young. Not to say Bryce Young can't get better um, and hasn't had some moments where he has looked good, but Stroud has looked like an, like a, like a legit NFL quarterback. I have not seen that yet for Bryce Young, but um, yeah, this one, it was, they couldn't get much going. Uh, Gardner Minshew didn't have, Minshew did not have to do much in the Colts. Uh, it's a good, a decent game for Jonathan Taylor that the yards per carry weren't great, but uh, he did add in a receiving touchdown in this one. Um, his usage keeps going up. Uh, I think he's going to, if the usage can stay the way it, the way it is right now, he'll be a borderline top five running back especially with all the injuries at the position this year. Um, and then Michael Pittman, 
he had a decent game, eight, eight receptions, 64 yards. So I'm still liking him. I think Downs left early in this one with an injury. So hard to take much from, from him in this one. Um, Chuba Hubbard, I wanted to look this up before the game. Um, yeah, Chuba Hubbard, every time, I guess his career average is better than I thought. He's got a 4.1 career rushing average. Um, he has not looked that good to me. I don't know why they decided to give him the backfield over Miles Sanders. I thought Miles Sanders actually looked a lot better than him in the, the the plays I saw. Only six, only 58 rushing yards on 16 carries for Hubbard. Um, this year, he is averaging just 3.9 yards per carry. Miles Sanders, I think, has a close to five yard per carry uh, average, and they paid him to come there. So I don't know why they're like benching Miles Sanders and playing Hubbard right now. Um, I think that, my opinion, that should shift back to Sanders. Um, but yeah, uh, Adam Thielen, I think this was a down game for him. I wouldn't take a ton from it. I think he'll, I think he'll bounce back. Uh, I, I think he's still a decent, decent moving forward. All right, next game here, an ugly one. New York Giants 6, Raiders 30. Uh, like you said, I picked up the Raiders in both of my mm-hmm. leagues where I play defenses. That paid off. Uh, I also I traded away Josh Jacobs, so of course he went 26 carries, 98 <laughs> yards, and two touchdowns. Not, you traded him away before this game. Oh, well, that's I don't know when you traded him, but yeah, it could be on you. So that that hurts, but the the Giants, I, I I had to look up. I was like, they've won two games? How have they won two games? They they got to be one of the worst teams I've seen. Like, they are a hard they, watch right now. Yeah. Just a really hard watch. Somehow, Saquon is still getting it done on just a terrible team. 90 yards rushing, but no, if you're not scoring any points, that makes it hard. Um, what's your takeaways from this one? You know, if I could, if they could somehow with like the quad box, I would not like I did not care when this game came up every time they'd come to it. If they could somehow have just got the the Cowboys Eagles game on where there was no commercials, I would have just left it there. I just don't <laughs> like it when the commercials come on, you know, so I just leave it on red zone. But um, yeah, the only bright spot for this entire Giants team was Saquon Barkley. I thought he looked really good. I really wish that he would have got traded at the deadline to like a good team. I just feel like it's a, you know, doesn't it feel like he's got a very Barry Sanders career going other than Barry Sanders wasn't injured as much as Saquon's been, but he's just stuck on this just degenerately bad team. Um, I don't know who Tommy DeVito is. I I need you to tell me who Tommy DeVito is because old old Tommy DeVito, we talked about him on the pod where you were gone. He has the best sounding name for a Mm -hmm. New York Giants quarterback because he's absolutely He's in the mob for sure. Um, but no, he played it. He played at Syracuse. He started there as a really young player and then transferred to Illinois for his final season. He actually tried to go back to school and then they rejected. It's like one of the few times I've seen that where they somehow, for whatever reason, they rejected his appeal to go back to school. So I think he was a free agent. I don't know that he was even drafted. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, when you're down to your third string quarterback, uh, again, just how about how about a game with Aiden O'Connell versus Tommy DeVito? Who who had Yikes. that one on their bingo card at the beginning of the season? But Aiden O'Connell outdueled him, just hand the ball to Josh Jacobs. And then my only other thing from this game that I saw was just the way that the uh the Raiders were celebrating this game. It was like they yes. won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I they, thought that I, was funny too. They they must hate. They must have just hated Josh McDaniels because they they were celebrating winning without Josh McDaniels like yeah. it was the Super Bowl. They all had cigars pretty nuts yeah i you know what i did see not only that but um there was like something i saw where it was like all these friends of aiden o'connell 
were like rooting for him. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where I saw this. And it made me just feel really old because his friends looked like 15 year olds and he looks super young. <laughs> he's got this mustache that looks like he worked his entire life to grow, but he looks <laughs> super young. He looks super young. And I was like, Oh my God, I feel so old right now. Cause these look like just children, you know, but, um, but yeah, when you've got Tommy DeVito versus Aiden O'Connell, it's not a fun, it's not a fun <laughs> afternoon of football. Um, yeah. How can he uh, have all, how can he have that many friends come into the game and nobody to have him shaving that little peach fuzz off of his face. Like no, he none of his friends, none of his friends have the uh, wherewithal to tell him that he just needs to shave that thing off. Or it's just like you said, he's so proud. It took him so long to grow it that he can't, can't shave it off. Is that, is that what no, happened? it's, he doesn't have that one friend that you need that like tells you the way it should be, you know, <laughs> like, like everybody's just a yes, sir friend oh, you know they're, they're okay. probably all trying yeah. to ride the they're probably all trying to be part of his entourage so they don't want to say too much but he doesn't have that um what was the who was the guy on entourage you watched entourage right i never saw that show never oh, you didn't? i don't know if i've seen a single episode of it uh there was um it's been so long since i watched it but the main character he uh what was his name vincent chase eric his buddy eric was like the only friend he had. Everybody else was just like, yeah, man, Vin, Vinny, you the man. Like they would just, everything he said was gold and they, nobody questioned him. Mm-hmm. But he had the one friend that like was like, no, you're being an idiot. Don't do that. Or don't sign with this company. Like, and he respected that friend. I don't think that uh, O'Connell has that friend in his entourage. Is my you know what's, it, you know what's interesting that. little little factoid for you? Uh, Charlie Jones, who he liked, he's at the Bengals, kind of buried on the depth mm-hmm. chart. He, he's returning, returning punts right now. Really good for childhood friends with Aiden O'Connell. They played like Maybe. little league baseball all the way through. And and you know what? They he's playing in the NFL. He's not there. He needs he's probably his friend. He's probably the guy. That's his Eric. Yeah. His, uh, yeah. And he doesn't have him, unfortunately. Um yeah, but uh I'm still worried. God, Devontae Adams. It's really sad because he was I thought looking like he was still gonna be doing Devontae Adams things at the beginning of the year, but it's been it's been tough sledding. Uh, the last what four games now he has not been producing but what do you do you can't trade him at this point because right. i still think that he's going to have some good games coming up but i mean look at this he's had one two three four out of his last five games he's scored a uh, single digit fantasy points um mm-hmm. with one of the only other one being 12 fantasy points so he has been awful I, but i don't think you can trade him you're not going to get anything good for him. I, I think he's just a hold and you just have to chalk it up to a bad draft pick this year. All right. Next game here. This game was awesome. I watched almost this whole game and this was the most excited I've been watching in an NFL game in a long time. Cause it's just, it was fun. It was Dallas Cowboys 23 Eagles, 28 uh, lots of guys scoring points. One one thing I was going to ask you about was was CD Lamb. We were we were pretty high on CD Lamb. Where is he right now in the pecking order overall wide receivers? You, you're just talking about general NFL or fantasy or what, what's yeah? What is he on, on the year in fantasy? Is he a he's a, he's a top what? He's got to be up there because yeah. we were we were high on him. Well, I know over the past four games at least, uh, he's got the third most fantasy points. Um, I was actually just looking at him earlier today and I don't have it memorized. He's the 
wide receiver five on the year. He's averaging just under 20 points per game. And if I look at his career, he has done what you want every wide receiver or any player to do, just incrementally gotten better. So his rookie year, 13 points per game. His second year, 14 and a half points per game. Last year, 17.7 points per game. And this year, 19.8 points per game. He does look like one of the best wide receivers in the league. If you didn't have, you know, the A.J. Browns, uh, Tyree Kills, Justin Jefferson's, like I still think those guys um, I'd put ahead of him. Probably Chase maybe just a little bit, but I think C.D.'s right there behind those guys. Um, he's he's looked awesome. It's it funny, last week, Jesse, I did the buy, right before last week's games, I did the buy, sell, trade post. And mm-hmm. I wanted, so I included Dak Prescott in it and I wanted to include CD lamb because he had a tough matchup last week on a fantasy standpoint. And I was like, I'll wait and do CD lamb next week, you know? And I wish I'd have just done it. Cause he ended up scoring 41 fantasy points last week. <laughs> and it was mm-hmm. like, wow, now I can't really write as him as like a buy low because he's already had this blow up game. But, but he's looking amazing. 30 points this week, 41 last week, 19 the week before that um dallas looks good dallas is one of those teams where unfortunately they're not consistent they'll they'll play a bad team and not do that well sometimes but dak this was one of his best games i've seen in a while and i still see people criticizing him like dak lost the game for them and i'm sorry (laughs) but like if you didn't that is just dumb. Like people that hate the Cowboys and like to rip on the Cowboys saying that like Dak Prescott, uh, he, I don't know. He's still a top 10 quarterback to me. Yeah. I mean, he threw for three seventy four and three touchdowns without any interceptions. How does he lose mm-hmm. the game for you? So yeah. I think, you know, you, you lose the game because you can't defend the tush push. That's basically what happened there. Yeah, they play. This is a road game, you know, in a very tough spot against Philadelphia and just some miscues kind of at the end of the game where they were near the goal line uh, that cost them, you know. And so this game, a couple plays go a little bit different and they they win this game. Um, I really like what I see out of Jake Ferguson, too. He's looking like that really good sleeper tight end. Um, he looked good in this one. Seven receptions, 91 yards and a touchdown. Um I just wish somebody besides C.D. Lamb and Ferguson could do something like these wide receivers. It's been frustrating. Brandon Cooks, he's just toast. I think he's just washed. If he can't get it going uh, with Dak and Dallas, I, I think his career could be could be on the outs. Um, and then on the Eagles side of the ball, um, Swift got close to scoring, but of course the tush push. Nobody else, <laughs> nobody else gets the points. <laughs> Um, AJ Brown doing what he does every week. This was the first game in like six that he didn't go over 125 receiving yards. So just seeing his 66 yards almost looks like they shut him down, but he still got the touchdown. Um, Devonta Smith had a decent one in this one because of the touchdown. Uh, Dallas Goddard though broke his forearm. He's, he's now on IR. He's going to miss probably six weeks. So his fantasy season kind of done. Um, and I'm probably not looking to get his backup tight end because even Goddard was struggling this year in this offense. Yeah. So I was, I was in a league where my choices at tight end, I had Dallas Goddard who I started or I had Hunter Henry or Taysom Hill. <laughs> oh no. They yeah, they both did better than him. Yeah. They both did way better. So that was rough. Yeah. But yeah, another guy I traded for the trade deadline was not good to me this year. I, I got a little excited. I wanted to, to get some action. 
Uh, did not look good now that Goddard is out as well. That that hurts. But Jake yeah. Ferguson, the one that I keep thinking about with that is is literally Stephen. If if we have, I know we have listeners that stuck with us the entire off season, stuck with us all through the summer where there's like nothing going on, and we had said. Dak likes tight ends. If Jake yeah. Ferguson is out there, just go go get him. As soon as they traded uh, that guy that now we don't hear a whole Dalton lot from. Sh- well, no, Dalton Schultz. I just told you, tight end one this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but we didn't know week. he was getting – we didn't know C.J. Stroud was going to be this good. Yeah, exactly. But we said to go out and get Jake Ferguson. So hopefully there was somebody out there that did that because that would be that would be a great story. I listened to this pod. They were, they were really into the da- Dallas Cowboys backup tight end at, in like – april and Mm -hmm. uh yeah and they went and got him and then the other thing i do have to say just i gotta give credit where credit's due mike mccarthy is a good play caller um you know i i thought i i actually thought that getting rid of kellen moore would be kind of the end of this whole thing and he's a good play caller he puts them in good situations that was one of the things that i took away from this game but the eagles are just awesome i think my son is is starting to just become a come on yeah because it's just they're fun to watch. Jalen Hurts is such a like good guy to root for too. You're just like it, it's hard not to root for him. I saw uh, this meme. I got to send. I was going to send it to you, but you remember they had that thing that was like the faces always look the same, you know. And so they have have picture nine pictures of Jalen Hurts, and it says happy, sad, depressed. I saw that. I saw that. His, his face looks exactly the same, and then the twelfth one says tush push, and he has a big old smile. <laughs> I think the one I saw said fourth and one. But essentially, no, that's the same what it thing. was. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah fourth and one, or yeah, go or or like one yard to go or whatever it said. Yeah, I love that. So, so Jesse, let me let me just point this out to you. You were just talking about McCarthy. Now, I will say, is McCarthy? I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. I'm probably agreeing with you. But how much of this? We Dak Prescott. We talk about all the heat he gets. Dallas right now, third highest scoring team in the NFL with Dak Prescott. And they notoriously are tier the top. So last year, Dallas, fourth highest scoring team in the NFL. Uh, 2021, Dallas was the highest scoring team in the NFL. 2020, Dak got hurt. So that was when he like broke his leg. So we won't count that one. 2019, Dallas, the sixth highest scoring team in the NFL. 2018, that was maybe a down year for Dak. I don't remember. Dallas was like 21st that year. So maybe not 2018. Uh, 2016, Dallas. 14th well let's go to his rookie year so he was fifth they were fifth in scoring his rookie year so every year of his career outside of two of them he's been basically a top what seven top six scoring offense mm-hmm. like that's he's a probably averaging yeah he's probably averaging top 10 and yeah if you're making a case for uh Kellen Kellen Moore or the guy calling plays now like it's it's uh there's one common denominator isn't there so, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, you don't have to convince me. I picked him up in no, Dynasty because no, of, that, no, I'm of talking, what you said. I'm because t- he's one of these guys. There's there's a few guys: Lamar Jackson, uh, Dak Prescott, a little bit Justin Fields. That's a little bit more warranted, but I I can't stand it when people are, say the he's oh he's just a running back that drives me nuts. But there's a, there's a few of these guys. I just feel like you constantly have to defend, and it it drives me nuts. Because these yeah. are good quarter, maybe not Fields so much, but at least Lamar and, and Dak and Dak especially. Anytime I post about him, people are like, "Yeah, right, he's terrible." So anyway, <laughs> all right, last game here we got the Bills eighteen, Bengals twenty four. I did watch a bit of this game as well. Um, 
Well, I mean, both both quarterbacks looked good. Uh, I needed Joe Mixon to have a big game, and and he came through a little bit. He he looked pretty decent. Um, yeah, I don't know. Stefan Diggs, he's kind of just the man. He he he's got to be up there in scoring as well. Yeah, my takeaway from this on the Bills side, I mean, there's nothing much more we need to say about. Excuse me, Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs. They just were doing what they always do. But Dalton Kincaid, I had said when we were first this offseason, Jesse, when you first were telling us about the rookies and you were giving us our homework assignments, like here's, <laughs> you know, here's the guys to look up. And everyone had at that point, because this is before the draft, Michael Mayer was the consensus tied in one. And then I watched the highlights of Dalton Kincaid from utah and i remember looking and he was like 23 years old and i was like no interest in this guy i don't want a tight end who's 23 years old because that means it took him a long time to get there Um, but then i read a little bit more about his he didn't start playing football till like senior year in high school or something um Mm -hmm. so i was like okay well that might explain a little more but you watched his film and i had said i go this is obviously i'm not comparing them like their careers but he reminds me of travis kelsey he moves fast like Travis Kelsey. He looks a little bit like a wide receiver versus a tight end. And that couldn't have been more evident watching this game last night. He looks like a wide receiver. He looks fast. He looks quick. Um, he he looks like legit. Like I have him in our dynasty league and I've had people sending offers for him that prior to the last two weeks when he's done good. I'm not trading this guy because I traded mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey too early in dynasty a long time ago. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> this guy's not leaving my roster. And I, I hope to see good things from him because he looks legit. Yeah. 11 targets, 10 catches, 81 yards. Uh, if he could just, if he would have gotten the end zone, he would have been, you know, the top tight end. Cause he's looking yeah. really good. And again, you know, right along with uh, the commandments that, that are looking, looking a little shaky. That's a first round tight end that is producing <laughs> at the end of the season. So yeah, don't look now, like- Casey. It's another, no. another commandment we got to look at. Casey is just, it's, it's been bad. His commandments, like nobody's going to trust it anymore. These commandments, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, like, like the earth is flat. Like he's, he's starting to sound like a flat earther, you know, <laughs> we should start calling him that. That's what he needs to sign on. You know, I've got the daddy Mac. He needs to be like flat earther or something. <laughs> um, uh, the Bengal side of the ball though, the Joe, Joe looks good. Joe Burrow looked good. We finally, I, I tried to buy T Higgins before this game. I tried to trade for him in our dynasty league and Derek and I were like kind of going back and forth. And then now it's over. I'm not getting him. It's not happening. Not after this game. And he almost had a bigger game. He stepped out like on a play. He looked like he scored, but he just barely stepped out like at the five yard line or something. Um, He looked good in this one. Joe Mixon got the touchdown in this one. Otherwise he didn't have that great of a game, but Jamar Chase. Did you see the play where he got underthrown. He would have had a long touchdown, but Nick, but Burrow just underthrew him, and he ended up landing funny on his back. Mm-mm, I missed that one. I'm sure you've done this playing football, but I don't know if you remember we went playing indoor flag football, Jesse, like ten years ago, and I tried to lateral it on like an interception because it was like the last play of the game, and I landed on my lower back, kind of on the side. And I, I couldn't breathe afterwards. Like it was the mm-hmm. most painful hip pointer kind of back hip pointer thing I'd ever experienced. And that's what they were saying. Jamar chase did like he got up and they had like this weird contraption, like on his back, like looked like it was sending electrodes into him or something to try to like mm-hmm. loosen it up. But just, just, I'm not comparing myself to Jamar chase, but I'm just saying 
if if that's anything of what I had happened to me, he's out for two to three weeks because <laughs> I I couldn't move for like two weeks after that thing. So I'm a little worried uh, in the short term for Chase after seeing that. And flag football is kind of dangerous, man. I had I had one time we were playing together. I jumped up really high to deflect a ball away on defense, and somebody kind of took out my legs, and mm-hmm. I I I kind of put an arm down below me to almost catch myself. But what I ended up doing is just like flat palm and then jabbing my own elbow into my side as I mm. like landed on the ground, like, you know, yeah. palm, palm to elbow made a spear into my own side. I went home and peed blood and had to go to the <laughs> hospital because uh, I bruised my kidney, you know, and I only have one and, kidney. You and know for, that those, from- for those listening, Jesse's got just one. So yeah. if, if you got a bleeding kidney, it's a cause for concern. I don't, it's not good. It's not I don't want to have to donate one, Jesse. So you keep that kidney. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I promise. I'll, I'm taking better care of it now for sure. Less less flag football for sure. Oh, I, I have to ask. I wasn't in last week. Did you do trivia with uh, Andrew? Did he do any trivia in replacement? Yeah, we, yeah, we did, Andrew. He did pretty good. Um, I nice. told him he could phone a friend. You know, he could phone a friend one time. And I think they, I, you know, I, I do, when I look through these cards, I'll kind of uh, handicap it a little bit. Just like, I'll look at ones and go, nobody's going to know any of those. And then kind of, the yeah. problem with Andrew is, you know, what what is he? 20, 24, yeah, he's 23. Like 24, 25, something like that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's young, man. So some of those questions. <laughs> The one, well, the one was, the one was, what position did Jack Del Rio play before becoming a head coach? And he was like, I don't know. That sounds like a linebacker. I think is what he, he said. He was yeah. a linebacker, right? Yeah. Well, he had a couple. He had a couple like that where he's like, I don't know, maybe the Seahawks, and then he like got it right. But, but I have well, Andrew. Uh, well, ahead. Andrew, I do the same thing with my kids. We have wits and wagers. And when I read them, they love it. And when I read them trivia questions, I don't know if you ever played Wits of Wagers, Jesse, but it's a oh, great God, one. I like, love that. That's one of my, that's like f- my favorite game. If you don't own that game, like right now, you need to go go buy that game. Well, what's great about it, too, is if you're not good at trivia, it doesn't matter as much because it's all number based. You know, like what year did this thing happen? Like how fast is this bullet? And you just put numbers down. Whoever gets closest to the number, um, you know, gets the point and, uh, and so the kids, it's funny because when I ask my kids these questions, it's always like, what year was the G.I. Joe invented? You know, or the the Barbie, the what year did Barbie first get sold? And Kiefer's answer for all of these are always start with 18 something. <laughs> I don't know why. He's always like 1872. I don't know why that's his go to, but um, I'm sure that's kind of what you had to do with. Like, I don't read every question of them. I, I carefully curtail the questions. And it sounds like you had to do the same with Andrew. Yeah, no, I, I try and, you know. I try and, and, and realize that he's a younger generation, but Steven, I have here, I have a Tecmo Super Bowl quiz and I, I think we should do this together because it doesn't give you the answers until you hit enter at the end. So let's, let's work do together. I need my, do I need my NFL quilt? Oh, absolutely. But okay. let's, I, right. we, we can get number one's easy. Uh, which of these NFL teams uses their quarterback's real name? Bills, Browns, Eagles, or Dolphins? Dolphins. Dolphins. That's what I said too. This one uh, was a little more interesting to think about. How many players are on each side of the ball during gameplay? Oh, I remember this. It's eight. That's not one of wait, my wait, choices. Wait, hold on, hold 10, on. 10, 7, or 11. Oh, it's it's I, seven. It's seven. N- uh, no, this is Super Tech Mobile, not the original oh, one. Oh, Tech Mobile Super Bowl. There's, there's more. That maybe the original one. Okay. All right. Sorry. 
Let's see here. I think it's either 10 or 11. So I'm it's trying. 11, it's to, 11. It's 11. I think it's all 11. Okay. Yeah, I'm it is. 11. How many teams, not including Pro Bowl teams, are featured in the game? Nine. Oh, yeah. They had the Pro Bowl teams. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, 28. 28. Because, yeah, that was pre, pre-Houston. Wait. Are Texans. You, are you waiting to do the answers afterwards? Yeah, well, I'm I'm inputting them. I don't I won't know until we hit enter. Oh, gotcha. All right. Um, okay, twenty eight. I'll agree with you. Twenty eight because they've added four. Then since then they've added Jaguars, they, okay, Panthers, Texans, and <laughs> one other one. <laughs> yeah, who's that? well the the Ravens, the Titans, Ravens. the tight the tight. Oh, the well, yeah, the the Ravens. It would be the Ravens. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one's a little tougher, but I think I got it. Who is the starting running back for the Houston Oilers? Alan Pinkett, Doug Lloyd, oh. Victor Jones, or Lorenzo White? All right. Read him again. Alan Pinkett, Doug Lloyd, Victor Jones, or Lorenzo White? I think it's Pinkett. See, Pinkett is who comes in when White is injured. And I think White is oh, always really? injured. Yeah. Because mm. I think... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's white, so I'm gonna I'm gonna veto you there. I'm gonna go white. Who is the backup quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers? Oh, Steve Young. Yeah, got it. I agree. What is the most points you can score in a single game? Ninety-nine. <laughs> Ninety-nine. <laughs> I'm sure you've been there. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are in the AFC in Tecmo Super Bowl. True mm-hmm. or false? Yeah, true. True. They play with the Broncos. In Tecmo Super Bowl, the AFC East is made up of five teams. Which of these is one of them? The Giants, Browns, <laughs> Colts, or Steelers? <laughs> Giants. That's a dumb one. The AFC East? Oh, AFC. Sorry. I, I was, it, it was, say, say them again then. I thought you said NFC. Giants, Giants, Browns, Colts, or Steelers? Giants, Browns. Oh, the Colts. Colts played in the AFC East before the uh, Texans were added. Now a question about the AFC Pro Bowl team. There are four running backs on the team. Which of these backs is not one of them? Bo Jackson, Bobby Humphrey, Thurman Thomas, or Christian Okoye? No way Bobby Humphrey was a Yeah, player. it can't. No. It can't be. No. The Raiders hailed from Oakland in Tecmo Super Bowl. True or false? That's LA Raiders, right? I think it's still LA. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, definitely L.A. That's the Al Davis like era. Yeah, that's L.A. All right. Let's see what we got here. Submit my answers. Fire away. If I don't get 100%, it's that pink. It's going to freaking get us. What? Bobby Humphrey is a, on the Pro Bowl team? You know, I, I needed you to ask me to read. I should have asked you to reread it again. That is that. That's the only one we got wrong. Christian, the Nigerian the- nightmare Okoye was left off of the Pro Bowl roster. Okoye oh, had I a brief NFL that. career and led the NFL in rushing yards in 1989 with 1480. But yeah, I, would you have got? You would have guessed that Bobby Humphrey got in over Christian Okoye? No way. You know, I took a shuttle recently to the Fantasy Football Expo. I had to get a hotel in Denver close to the airport the night before. Cause my, my flight was so flipping early in the morning. And so at like 4am I was taking a shuttle to the airport and the guy that was giving me the ride was very chatty and he was from Nigeria. And mm-hmm. he said, what are you going to, where, where are you flying to? And I told him, and he's like, what's, what are you going for? And I was like, I'm going for this fantasy football expo. 
And he was like, Oh, do you like football? And he was asking questions. And then he said he was from Nigeria. And I go, Oh, were you? And, and he was like a few years older than me. So I was like, were you a fan of Christian Akwe? And he was like, I'm sorry, who? I was like the he Nigerian you know? nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is he not that I would have thought that would have been an easy talking point and he had no no idea who he was. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe he wasn't a pro bowler though. But hey, I'll take nine out of ten. That's not bad. That's an A, Steven. 90%. Could you could you go by the nickname the Nigerian Nightmare today? I feel like that <laughs> I would know. not Maybe. I don't feel like Maybe that's not. a nickname that would Maybe be not. allowed in today's uh, society might not be all right guys well that's it for tonight uh make sure you tune in wednesday we'll do an ncaa football pod it'll just be steven and i uh we'll, we'll probably keep that one pretty short and quick friday morning it'll be just steven and i again doing the flip the flex for start and sits and we talk spreads uh i think we've we've done we've been pretty solid the last couple of weeks on that pod listening back to it right before the games uh if you want to contact us directly through social medias with questions steven is at and if I've been screening this up every week now, he is at fantasy guides. And then I am at Debbie rookie watch for Steven and myself. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this podcast, the best way to help us out is to refer a friend and uh, rate review and subscribe. All right, Steven, we'll catch you next. Uh, well, later this week, you have a good one, man. Peace. All right, bud. See you.